breaking news from The Athletic. Hey everybody, Scott Burnside from The Athletic back with more NHL breaking news and helping me unpack a plethora of movement among NHL goaltenders, my good pal Eric DeHatchuk. Eric, we use the merry-go-round uh, analogy uh, for a lot of things. I'm not even I'm not sure there's a merry-go-round big enough to hold all the goaltenders who are looking for work uh, as free agency opens here on on Friday afternoon. Well, no, you're 100% right. And, and, uh, you know, I was thinking about why that is. And I think it's partly because, Scotty, you know, NHL goaltenders the last half a dozen years have been so wildly up and down that collectively I think teams are just afraid to give term. And uh, and the, the goalies that have got term in the past and last year, who were we talking about? We were talking about Sergei Bobrovsky going to Florida for a mountain of money and not living up to expectations there. So I think a lot of teams have gotten gun shy on term. And when you're just when you're collectively giving out short term contracts, all of a sudden contracts expire. And so now you, you get a situation like you did this year where, you know, more than a dozen fairly prominent goalies reached UFA and there were a handful of others. The teams were trying to move for salary cap reasons and those two things together you know the constraint of the the salary cap and the fact that uh, the teams rarely have faith in in a goalie's long-term future with them and because the, the you know they can go up and down so so quickly uh we, we got to where we are and but it's created a ton of interest and a ton of movement was well, you know what's fascinating for me and of course uh, it, the most recent big name signing on this day happens to be in the city in which you reside in Calgary and I, I wonder what you make because I think Jacob Markstrom really falls into this kind of category that you're talking about Eric is okay what is the what is the value of this goaltender and what are his flaws and how do you balance term and dollar when you look at a goaltender who may not be a perfect specimen as it were and there's a guy that looked for a long time this season like he was going to settle in and be and I use my air quotes the goaltender of the future for the uh, an emerging Vancouver Canucks team well that's no longer the case uh, Tarek and El- Bashir and I were chatting earlier you know there's Braden Holpe uh, along with Thatcher Demko in Vancouver and now Calgary hopes they settled on their goaltender of the future in Markstrom six years at six million dollars a year um that's a pretty you know that's that that's a that's a big gamble by GM Brad Treliving on a goaltender who has taken a long time to become an NHL starter. Yeah, 100% right. And I think that they were hoping that Rob and Leonard set the, the market for goalies of this caliber. Because if you go back three weeks when we first started talking about this, the two top names on the list were Leonard and Markstrom. And Leonard took himself off the market by signing with Vegas. And, uh, and as I said, I, I think they hoped that that would establish the market. The difference, of course, is that whenever a goalie goes to free agency and you can, as a, as an agent, create a bidding war. You're going to, you know, up the the, the ante and, and probably get a bit more term. And I think that that's what happened here. So I think that this was probably the ceiling for Calgary that they weren't going to they weren't going to go higher than this. But you know, they haven't had elite level goaltending here since 2013 when Mika Kiprasov retired. And I think that you know because of the care, you know, you talk about you know like a revolving door of goaltenders. You know that's been the case in Calgary. There's been 13 or 14 different guys. It seems that every year they're sitting down and trying to figure out a new solution. And I think they just wanted something more permanent. And, and I think that they feel that they've got that. They think that there's, you know, like not a lot of miles on this guy because it took him a while to get uh, to get his career on track. They, 
feel that he has been one of the dominant goaltenders in the National Hockey League for more than just a year. Uh, they think the, that uh, the environment here is going to suit him. I mean, one of his best friends is Elias Lindholm, who is a key member of the Calgary group. They have a, a very strong Swedish contingent. Uh, you know, Michael Backlund is an important leader on the team. Rasmus Anderson is probably going to be the number one defenseman on the right side. So, so I, I just think that uh, that he they believe that he will make a fairly seamless transition and you know like a lot of these contracts in free agency you know maybe that last year or the, or the second last year aren't going to look very good they're more concerned about this year next year the year after that the year after that because they think that there's a window here to compete people forget maybe that uh, two years ago they had 107 points won the western conference regular season championship haven't had a lot of success in the playoffs they're hoping that this addition makes uh, makes a difference there well, it's so fascinating because I think for a period of time this season, and as we saw Calgary defeat Winnipeg in the play-in round and then fall to Dallas in the first round of the playoffs, you know, was was Cam Talbot going to be that guy? Had he played himself into a position where he could be the goaltender of the future for the Calgary Flames? And I, I'm with you, Eric. I, I you know, I, I've been confounded by the Flames the last couple of years. Thought they were, I, I, I thought they would beat Dallas, frankly, in the first round and didn't turn out that way. Well, Cam Talbot ends up in Minnesota. We already knew that Devin Dubnik had been traded to San Jose, and so the Wild were looking, like many teams, for goaltending help. Three years, $11 million for Cam Talbot. So obviously a, a, a less expensive proposition for a Minnesota Wild team that is much further down the evolutionary scale than Calgary. But what, what do you make of Cam Talbot? Because you saw him a lot. And is he a guy that maybe can help this Minnesota team, which is going through a pretty dramatic facelift under, under under GM Bill Guerin. Do you like that fit for Cam Talbot in the Minnesota Wild? I do. You know, well, first of all, you know, the, anybody that that's dealt with uh, Cam Talbot over the last handful of years, I dealt with him in Edmonton and again in, in Calgary. Wonderful guy, articulate, great teammate. He's a win first guy. So if it ends up being a rotation there and he ends up splitting time with Alex Dalek, he, he that that won't be an issue for him. You know, he came into the NHL as the backup for Henrik Lundqvist and he sat on the bench for long periods of time when Ken Henrik was at, was at his best and he was a guy that could come in and, and win games for you. And I think that that's what's going to have to happen in, in whatever whatever happens in the NHL next year. I think most of us believe it's going to be a shortened season and a compressed schedule. So I think most teams are going to have to have two reliable goaltending options. And I think that that's what, what Minnesota's gotten in, in, in Talbot. I don't see that he's ever going to go back to that uh, level that he was at when he played like close to 70 games for Edmonton a few years back. They just rode him and rode him and rode him. I think he's a much more <laughs> effective goaltender when when he has a little bit of a break in in, in, in the schedule. Uh, you know, he's, he's getting on too. He's older than uh, than, than Jacob Markstrom actually. So um, so, but 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 he's a, he's a tremendous teammate and and he you know he he. he he competes so hard that, that he will be a popular figure in that dressing room. And as you're trying to transition in, in Minnesota to whatever comes next there, I think he's going to be a useful piece for them. Uh, all right, Eric, we still uh, we talk about the carousel and it's moving around and lots have stopped. Of course, we know that Matt Murray traded to Ottawa, but uh, there are still there are still lots of fairly prominent figures who still will be looking for homes. I think of Corey Schneider. Uh, you talk about a great teammate and, and a person you would want in your room. He's been bought out by the New Jersey Devils and I think has really worked to overcome some injuries and, and, and get back to a point where he'd love... Uh, 
a new start somewhere. You've got Craig Anderson, the veteran who was so good in Ottawa as that team went through a lot of uh, a lot of stuff in Ottawa. Still looking for work there. And I, I think of um, uh, Thomas Grease, who a, a player that just put up incredible numbers with the Islanders, uh, and I think has the the tools to be certainly a one A slash one B in a lot of places. Is there one goaltender that you're sort of like, okay, I'm really, I, I want to know where that that player ends up, or I want to know where that fit will be. Yeah, mine is Corey Crawford, you know, and, and uh, Scotty, we're, we're in the same uh, fantasy hockey uh, pool, and so I had Crawford <laughs> last year, if you remember, and I won last year, if you remember, and so I always pay more attention to the, the players that are on my fantasy team. I guess that's a natural thing for anybody to do. Uh, I thought he was tremendous. Like, I thought he was tremendous. Now, I, I do understand that there's injury, uh, an injury issue there, and so if, if you're a team that, that wants a defined number one signing Corey Crawford, there's, there's probably risk attached to that. But I also think there's reward. And that's the whole thing about professional sports right now. It's, there's that risk-reward ratio, and a lot of it depends on, on what you have to pay. But I think that whoever ends up with Corey Crawford is going to get a steal of a deal because I think that healthy, he's still one of the best goaltenders in the National Hockey League. So, you know, as you say, you know, when, when you play a game of musical chairs, you know, the outcome is that there's always one or two seats that, that, that there's not enough seats for, for everybody and somebody's going to slip through the cracks. But, you know, between Marc-Andre Fleury and, and Corey Crawford, I know they're getting on in years. If you're looking for a short-term fix a la Henrik Lundqvist, I think they're both incredibly good options for a team, at least for the next one to two years. Well, uh, I do know that there are a couple of teams who are still looking around, possibly at a goaltending upgrade. The Carolina Hurricanes would be one of them. Um, and I, I'm agreeing with you entirely, Eric. I, I always do, frankly. But uh, Corey Crawford is such an interesting figure because... A, his resume, but I think people forget how good he was last year. <laughs> Right? That wasn't a very good wasn't a very good Chicago team, uh, but he put up terrific numbers and was absolutely outstanding in knocking off Edmonton in the play-in round and played very well against Vegas in the first round. So, interesting times, my friend. But uh, we will see what lies ahead. And thank you for joining our breaking news coverage. You should go to the Athletics new headlines section for much more on this story and to get access to all of the Athletics' great sports content. Visit theathletic.com slash newspod where you can join for just $1 per month. Eric, thank you so much. My pleasure, Scotty. 